Welcome guys to Fika for Life. Welcome back everyone. Yes. And today we are having a special special but my co-host is Edward Thomas. And my name is Lin Yun and today we have a wonderful special guest. Special guest. <laughs> Jonas Eliasson. <laughs> Jonas Eliasson. Yes. Who happened to be my husband too. I know, that's a shame. <laughs> Pity me. <laughs> I wanted him for my husband first, but you took him. <laughs> you had every chance at our wedding. I know, I tried. He, <laughs> he wouldn't make eye contact with me. It's like, say no, say no, come on. So yes to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm what you want. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about? We're, I think yeah. we're going to talk about parenting, yes. especially Christian parenting. Yes. Is there a difference, Ed? Yes, it is. Because we use the Bible <laughs> and we... <laughs> And we name our children Sorry. biblical names like Noah, yeah, and yeah, Rebecca and Sarah. Our daughter's called Naomi, so yeah. Mm. Huh? So Naomi is just like Noah. Yeah, Noah's Naomi. What's uh, wrong with uh, you, dude? Is it Naomi? Is that yeah? What? What's I, wrong with really, you? Really, I always wondered about that. Might just call her Naomi because it's uh, that's the English accent. version. Yeah. Really, yeah. and in Swedish you say Naomi. Yes, really. Yeah. I'm going to look at my Swedish Bible and check that out because I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it says Naomi. <laughs> Naomi. Naomi. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Christian parenting. We Christian are parents. Parenting. You parent. I'm a parent. You big parent. I'm a big parent. Mm. Not just because I'm fat, but because... That's, that's your children. words. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me. I feel you're judging me already <laughs> by the size of my stomach. No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're very serious today because this is a very serious topic. Um, Christian parenting, that's when you're trying to apply the knowledge of the Bible to the style of parenting. So there's no real biblical, it's not like the Bible says, and if you do it this way, then God will bless you and your children will listen to you and obey you and they'll never write on the walls. Uh, that doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, then we already have done things wrongly <laughs> because... Nomi has painted on the yeah. walls. <laughs> yeah, my, I mean, you know, kids steal and they bite. and they, you know, So Christian kids aren't any better. They're no. just as evil as any other child, you know, and they need to be taught. But what you teach, teach them, that's probably where Christian parenting comes in. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that in Christian parenting, God is a part of the, the parental experience, the example. So. But you know what? I, th- I find it hard to, like, explain to Nomi now we introduced it to like Jesus, like she knows Jesus. And the other day she said, Jesus was in me. Wow. Wow, really? Because yeah. I asked her, where's Jesus? And then she pointed me in mom. My children never said <laughs> that. Like, Get out of me, Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, okay, demons. But I think it's hard for this, like she's almost three. And it's yeah. really hard to, I don't know, explain to her the concept of God. And I don't want her or it's hard because I I tried. Yeah, God is uh, in the heavens, but it's really hard for her because no. I don't know if she, if she can grasp. And, and you are not supposed to make a picture of God the Father either. And then I tried well. to pick to show like Jesus, like she can point out in every Jesus picture who do. Who's yeah. the guy who's Jesus? But it's not really accurate wow. either. Yeah. That's really scary because she's pointing to a bunch of white European people. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one from the Middle East. And she's like, nah, and she'll see finally a real representation of Jesus. That's not my Jesus. <laughs> he looks a little like he's from the Middle East. That's not my Jesus. My Jesus has got blonde hair and blue eyes. And he speaks Swedish. <laughs> and long hair. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, he's got long hair. It's not even my daddy could be Jesus. He's got short hair. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think that that you're thinking too much. <laughs> They're thinking too much. <laughs> You're overthinking it. 
Because I think children, they're not thinking on a, on a theological and doctrinal level. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of, they're sort of, sort of piggybacking onto your experiences. And so what it is, it's more not so much the knowledge of God as it is the experience of God. So the knowledge of God comes later. So I, I believe that the experience of God comes first. And I might be wrong because this is no for, you know, research backing this up, but the experience of God comes first, and then the knowledge of God sort of grows mm-hmm. like a seed or something. So Yeah, because you got to be taught, I think, about the knowledge of God. Wow. And I think when you are experiencing God and want to know God, you, you'll want to know more and ask questions yeah. and seek for knowledge. Right. Yeah. And whatever questions like, so, like, I think for a lot of parents, especially Christian parents, what it is is that they, wanna, they want their children to know everything from the very beginning. And mm-hmm. I think we have to understand that, that God is more invested in children than we are. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is he allows the questions to grow inside of the child that the child needs to know. And so what happens is that sometimes some kids just sort of experience God and they just kind of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. For other kids, it's, uh, there's like questions that they would ask. And, and what it is is that you just have to be ready for the question that comes up. And usually <laughs> they're always hard. So children ask easy. harder questions than people because they're not thinking, so they just say. Or they're it. not they're not like in a set mindset. There there are no boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. It's not anything like is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. God could be a purple elephant <laughs> that breathes like marshmallows, and they would be like, "Oh, okay, sure." Like it's like like, like there's nothing there that says that doesn't make sense. It's unreasonable. Yeah, but I'm not logic. Yeah. So the thing is that the the best way to do that is that for her to experience God through your experience. So here you guys are husband and wife, because I know, because I was there when you guys got married. Yeah. <laughs> I made you guys do the kiss, and I was like, oh, it was so beautiful. Um, <laughs> and so the way that you guys live with God in front of her, live with God together, and then what you invite her into will either prepare her for a greater experience with God or a lesser experience. Sorry, it all depends upon you guys, and if you fail, well, you... Then you screwed just, up. You yeah. just condemned your daughter. You know, no, no, but, but that's it, horrible. What pressure? There's no pressure. No. Well, but you have to. But but that would be like the biggest focus. Mm-hmm. It's to make the experience natural, mm-hmm. and to make it. You you can't you can't fake it. So you can't give her more happiness than what you have. You can't give her more depth than what you have. You can only give her an experience based on where you're actually at in your relationship with God. So. Mm-hmm. So, if we would say, if someone is a parent out there and they feel like, oh, I'm not really invested into Christ, or I, I don't really know a lot, or I don't really care, I should maybe go to church on Sundays, mm-hmm. then I think from what you said, mm-hmm. would would mean that they can't give as much to their kids then. No, not necessarily. Because they, so, say if I, I don't know that much about the Bible, but I can mm-hmm. still pray. Mm-hmm. So prayer is one of the first things that we actually get children to experience when they're talking about God. Um, we pray for our food, mm-hmm. and and so in our, in our family we always prayed for the food. So it's so normal that it just you know it was like someone day we we're going to eat and we we're in a rush and the kids like, aren't you going to pray for the food? Ooh. And I was like, oh, and I felt like that sting, like oh no, I'm failing <laughs> them, you know. And um, so we prayed for the food first, and then we always made it a routine to pray at the end of. Uh, the day. So before they went to sleep, you know, we would like put our hands together. Yeah, yeah, we did and I would that just too. Say, like, you know, like, so we're going to pray for mommy and like if they had been fighting, you're going to pray for each other. Not pray for him. He's stupid. <laughs> you're going to pray for your brother and ask God to help you to forgive. Okay. <laughs> so that's part of the experience is, is rooted in everyday life as opposed to being rooted in theology. Mm-hmm. 
And then as they start going to church, um, one of the things is that churches should have Sunday schools that are always connected to the service instead of just babysitting and playtimes for kids <laughs> so that when parents are talking to the kids, what the kids have experienced has something, some kind of connection to the service. Mm-hmm. So we're helping and preparing parents to be able to interact with their children about the things of God. So as they get older, they'll start asking deeper questions like, so did Jesus really die on the cross for everybody? Yes. Did he die for my hamster? Yes. Did he die for the fly on my poop? Yes. He, <laughs> he, he didn't die for the fly on your poop because he only died for human beings. <laughs> But like you just said it. Yes, for the hamster. I know. I know. I just, I just, You're testing I just, us. I just said wrong in the hamster thing. No, no, he didn't die for the hamsters. Or they'll say, okay, well, did God, did God create everything? Yes. Did he create mosquitoes? Yes, he did. Why he, would he? He loves mosquitoes. <laughs> So he loves bloodsuckers. You know, you're like, yes, he loves bloodsuckers. <laughs> you know, and kids will ask, they'll just ask really weird things like, you know. Um, and what happens is that as you're answering their questions, and, and if you don't know the question, always admit that you don't know. Don't mm-hmm. be the stupid parent the that tries mm-hmm. to be everything. Yeah. You know, and if because you, then I think the kids will build like uh, they push you on the pedestal and like and they say oh but mom and dad know everything and then no. someday you will not know everything and then exactly. their whole world will collapse except in my case I did or they, yeah they will <laughs> notice that you're not sure yeah, yeah and it's better just admit like like you're not sure or okay well I'm gonna find out and I'm gonna come back and give you an answer and then follow up mm-hmm. and then you can always ask like so, it's so funny with children because sometimes they'll have a, you'll have a long conversation about something, mm-hmm. and then you'll ask them the next week. So you know what we're thinking, and they're just like, oh, "Why do you want to talk about that?" For like their mind is in a totally different place. That's like you know? Jonas. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's why I like him so much because <laughs> we can we can play peekaboo for hours. <laughs> Me and Jonas are like peekaboo, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, Jonas, you and me outside." <laughs> No, don't beat me up again. <laughs> Lynn, your husband's been beating me. When you're away, he beat me up. <laughs> wow. Well, what about um, those parents who uh, think of putting their kids into Christian schools, Christian preschool? Yes. Um, what do into you think the, about that? Into the bubble. <laughs> into the bubble. <laughs> well, if you want your child to live in the Christian bubble, hmm, wow. Okay, this is this is controversial. I don't know if I should say anything. I should be quiet. You, but you could say you could say how mm. you did it in your family and what kind of conversations you had. Well, my wife is not a Christian, so when I brought up the question of Christian schools, oh no, you're not. <laughs> like my wife is Swedish, but she's not like a black lady. Like that. <laughs> like, oh no, you're not. You're not putting my babies in no Christian school. You're not gonna be brainwashing them with all that God talk. Mm-hmm. No way. Did and she was, say that? <laughs> yeah, she said that. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, not exactly like that. It was more like your no. twist. It was like no. No, you cannot put our children into the Christian school because, you know, they need to think for themselves. And I was like, what? <laughs> so it's more fun when I do it my way. Okay. You know? I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she didn't want to and I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the problems is that if you're married to someone who doesn't share your faith, raising children becomes harder mm-hmm. because you're never going to be synchronized enough to help them to know God mm-hmm. because one parent will always... Like you can only counter work the other. Yeah, because you're going to give them their experience. If I don't believe in God, I'm not going to encourage them. Promote it. Yeah. Pray to who? (laughs) No, Dad's not home tonight, so we don't have to pray to his thing up there. You know, (laughs) Uh, so that and that becomes one of the struggles. So it's easier, I think, if you want 
if you want to sort of help your children be open towards the faith and they mm-hmm. get their own faith, it's easier, I think, having two parents who are who have a very active faith. So being married to a non-believer would be the same thing as being married to someone who says, I'm a Christian, but not a practicing Christian. <laughs> it's so, so funny. Christian <laughs> atheist. No. <laughs> so, that's not my words. That's Craig Rochelle. He wrote a book about being a Christian atheist, and that book has really influenced how I think about things about, like that now. But Okay, but... Okay. So you couldn't send your kids to Christian schooling? No, so my kids never got bubbleized. Mm-hmm. So that's do, do you, but isn't that good in some but, ways? But my or? brother did. Mm. So my brother is was in the bubble and he's bubbleized <laughs> his kids too. <laughs> so so my nieces have grown up only in the beginning. They only went to Christian schools, private schools, and now this is our first time. They live in the States. This is the first time they're at a public school. Ooh. And it's just like, who are these people? What's wrong with them? You know? Um, so s- there's advantages and disadvantages to, to the bubble. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the bubble present- gives a subculture that gives a sort of structure, but I think the structure is false. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't prepare kids enough for the world that they're going to meet, which is very critical to the Christian faith, which is maybe even against the Christian faith. And what happens is that since their faith has never been tested, it's never been in contrast to someone else, what happens is... can mature, maybe. Yeah, like it's an immature faith because it can't, it can't um, take criticism. It can't take the fact that other people don't think the same way that I do. And so either you retreat into the bubble or you leave the faith. So I think that's one of the bad points about the bubble is that it's not it's not equipping it's 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 Disneyland Christianity Disneyland Christianity <laughs> yeah because at Disneyland everyone is nice yeah. and and everything is clean and everything is wholesome at Disneyland you go around and you smile all the time <laughs> but the real world is like jacked up mm-hmm. the real world is mean and it's cruel and it's complicated and not everyone's going to like you what about like Oh, my kids can only watch uh, Christian movies and listen to Christian music Bubble. and Christian uh, what whatnot, and they mm. can only play with Christian kids and Christian families. And <sighs> that's like, and I know <laughs> people are going to react to this. My children can only play with black people, and oh, they only wow. can go to black schools, and they can only listen to black music. How does that sound? Mm. <laughs> See, that's just a Christian version of racism. No. <laughs> So yeah. you think it's not it's not a I don't healthy, think it's healthy. No. no. Uh we're told to live in the world and not of the world and there needs to be some balance between all the messages that are coming in. So mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to be a parent nowadays, but um but I do believe that um that isolating your children in some kind of artificial oasis where you're trying to protect them from the world, you just put them automatically on the defensive. You make them into Christian cactuses. <laughs> as, soon as, the, as soon as the world gets close, the thorns are coming out, and no one can. You don't hug your cactus, okay? <laughs> and I think that we want to practice a type of of accessibility, like Jesus. So everyone was like negative to Jesus' message. Not everyone, but a lot of people were. Um, people didn't agree with Jesus, but everyone could access him. Everyone could get close to him. Everyone could. Jesus was like open. He engaged people. He wasn't afraid. He didn't isolate himself in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Jesus is definitely mm. anti-bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's the, especially for modern Christians like us, I think the whole thing is to live in the world and dare. So the harder thing, the bubble, I don't need to be as Christian. I don't need to be salt and light. No. I'm with all the other salt and light. <laughs> it's like really easy. But we're called to be salt and, and the light in the world around us. And then the only way you can do that is to engage. So I like the fact that, so one of my daughters 
best friend was a Muslim mm-hmm. who would come to our house. Well, for her, that was the closest thing. She would come to something Christian because we would pray for the food. Mm-hmm. It was really funny because she's like, oh, this is really cool. You guys actually pray, pray over the food. That's really nice. Because she believed in God, mm-hmm. even though maybe it's not the same God, but she was more open to that. Where the atheist friends, they were just You're like, like <gasps> um. <laughs> it's like I took out the my my voodoo stick, broke the chicken blood over the food, and said, "Let's eat." <laughs> you know, uh, it was it was more of a contrast for them, mm-hmm. um, but it was still sort of a way to sort of contact, close contact with the Christian faith, with someone practicing the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids would invite their friends to church with them. Mm-hmm. So both the boys and the girls would invite their friends with them to follow along to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they made friends with people at church, um, depending upon the church. Sometimes church people aren't as Open. friendly to <laughs> people who are not bubbleized. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're living in the bubble, then you're you like people in the bubble mm-hmm. because they they are like you. Yeah, because you yeah. know they put on the same fake mask. <laughs> I never have pain. And, and parenting seem maybe harder if they're not living in a bubble, as yeah. when they start doing things that you maybe don't like them to do. Oh. Like they Jonas go into did. Groups. <laughs> what? <laughs> you go into groups that yeah. you think are not okay, and then you have yeah. more to talk with them and, and show them. Yeah, I mean, it was so, so in the in the I was born in the '60s, in the '70s. Then you had like The Exorcist came out, and so we went over from monster movies to more demon movies, more occult movies. Creepy. And, and my mom would always say, you know, this is a Christian household. And my mom did talk like that. This is mm-hmm. a Christian household. You will not be bringing that demon stuff into my house. Here is Jesus Christ. You, it is forbidden for you to see demon movies. So <laughs> Ed, the good Christian son who is always faithful, always obeys his mother, says, yes, mom. And went to his friend and watched the <laughs> Exorcist movie. But somehow I ended up. No, I didn't see The Exorcist because it was really scary. Mm. <laughs> But I ended up at other demon movies. I used to mm. love occultic movies. And so, and then I would get, be terrified when I would come home. It's like, I just heard something. It's someone with a demon inside of them. And I had an ima- oh my gosh, I had a really wild imagination. I was a really nerdy kid. And oh my gosh. Um, and we weren't supposed to watch those things. And so my mom would work at night and we would turn on, my sister and I would watch scary movies. Turn, <laughs> then we turn the lights on. She's like, Hey, you didn't watch some demon movies? That's what you get. That's what it means. You're watching the devil. Now the devil's going to get you. Like, oh, my gosh. She said, now the devil's going to yeah. get you. And we're, just, we're, like, we're like, no, mommy. She's like, if you're alive. We're like, no, we're not. Like, we were alive through our team because we didn't want to get in trouble, you know. So, um, but <laughs> yeah, so my mom thought that that was a really bad thing. Just like, you know, you have the anti-Harry Potter movement. <laughs> anti Dungeon and Dragons, anti fantasy movies. You read fantasy books, you're not a real Christian because oh, wow. they have witches and warlocks and stuff like that. And that and makes you really occult and yeah. not believe in Christ so, so anymore. How would you say the best approach to to this sort of parroting would be? Totally take, anti. Or take him to a voodoo service <laughs> and say that's what we don't do. <laughs> or, or let them experience and, and feel the fall. That's. But not all kids feel <laughs> the fall, though. Wow. Yeah, mean, some, some kids get yes. hooked up with this stuff. I got into the cult because my Christian parents introduced me to witchcraft. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's... Yes, Eunice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, f- feel the difference. Well, I, I, think, I mean, I think there's, there's, mistakes. There's a, there's a real danger here. Mm. The danger is to underplay the world's influence, underplay... Yeah. I mean, I, I know that the occult is really dangerous. I know that there are 
people can be possessed by demons. I know I just said that. Oh my gosh, people are going to write to us again. Um, <laughs> and so, and so, of course, you don't want to introduce something that's dangerous to your children. You know, I, like you don't sit and smoke crack mm-hmm. with your children. We're just going to smoke crack at home because it's, you know, it's always a little bit better when you do it with your parents because we can watch over you while you're getting high on crack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, parents yeah. do like with alcohol. I know, with, with yeah. alcohol Pornography. They do. Pornography. Yeah, there's, oh, parents, no yeah there's parents out there. It's like, it's better that you watch it with us. I'm like, oh, better not. <laughs> <laughs> Perverted parents. No, okay. Um, and so... Um, so there's a real danger. You don't want to introduce something that becomes a trap for them, yeah. and you never know what's a trap. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you don't want to isolate them. Mm-hmm. So you have, to f- you have to figure out in the culture you live in, in the place and the time you live in, what is a balanced, healthy approach so that um, maybe like nowadays, so, so there's this movie called Annabelle. Which is I, I haven't seen that. I only saw no, the trailer. I'm like, no way. Okay, I just saw. Okay, we have a few minutes. So I, just saw, <laughs> I just saw scary tales that you, uh, scary stories that you tell in the dark. Whoo! I screamed so much in that movie theater. <laughs> but if I, if my children had been at that age, and I would say, okay, listen, let's go see a scary story, and then let's talk about it. So I use that as sort of teaching lesson, mm-hmm. so that we're we're sort of watching together, so I can kind of monitor what they're how their about. reaction mm. is and then I yeah. could try to give a sort of Christian perspective on that so like when they're in the house I'm like did you notice like like um, they were really scared of this ghost but they never asked God for help mm-hmm. so they try mm-hmm. to do it on your own but but God says he can help us with things like that God is more powerful than the ghost or anything uh-huh. I used to do that as younger what, no, I, mean, about, I know, I know how God. old I was. No, 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 no. Yeah, when I was watching like movies and really yeah. scary, or I was really scared, like walking mm. down the street, being really scared. I'm like, God, help me. <laughs> so maybe it's a good way to help your children <laughs> to come know God because you scare them. And it's like, it's like the devil's out there. <laughs> and they're just like, okay, please God, I, I want to believe in Jesus right now. I want to know. It's probably not a good way to do it. <laughs> probably doesn't really pr- produce any kind of a stable Depth. foundation <laughs> like, living in fear yes. living in fear no so I but I think that's like so there's things like friends the influence of friends mm-hmm. uh, what do you do when when you feel like the influence of a friend is is a bad influence mm. um, what about school though because cool. school in Sweden teaches some crazy things to the kids well school <laughs> is a lot different than when I went to school so I'm, mm-hmm. I yeah I think it was really difficult so school would like promote things that in our house were like I know that this is what the school promoted, but here we don't believe that. You know, here in our house, we're not going to do that. Halloween was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I don't believe mm-hmm. in Halloween. And when Halloween came to Sweden, so I was so happy. Oh, no, Halloween. I'd never have to have the discussion. And then <laughs> came to Sweden. And it was so horrible because my kids, I'm like, listen. All sucked into this. I'm not saying that you have to be Christian when you're not Christian, but... At the same time, your father's Christian, and we want to have a, a household that honors God. And I can't honor God with you guys going out to celebrate the Lord of the Dead. They're like, but we just want candy. I'm like, I can buy you a, ba- a bag of candy if you just want. They're like, hmm. You're no. bribing them. Like, they're like, no, because it wasn't the same thing. Mm-hmm. See, the bag of candy wasn't really what they were after. And that's why I was trying they to They were after to the experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's experience with something scary, something dangerous, mm-hmm. the forbidden. You know, I remember that... Um, and I'm like, listen, Halloween here is, is very occultic. Um, it's not even anything that's rooted in Sweden. It's, it's, it's not Swedish tradition. This is something, a way for people to make money out of all things they don't understand. And, and I know my children hated it. But the problem was that when I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. They did it. And my wife, who's not a believer, who mm-hmm. felt like, what, what do you mean? What's the big no, deal? Whatever, mm-hmm. you know, let them have fun with everyone else. 
And then, so they got that double message. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would sneak out and they would just have to be home before I got home. Oh. Um, so that's, that was one of the disadvantages. But that was, Halloween was like a big thing. Mm. Or Christmas. I wanted to have Christmas with Jesus in it. Mm-hmm. And they want to have a Christmas with Yule Tompton, with Santa Claus in it. <laughs> Only. No Only. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was kind of a, a, a big struggle because how do we... In Sweden, we have Christian holidays. Mm-hmm. Most of our holidays are very religious and Christian in, in their makeup. And, and, but you're supposed to have that without that part of it. So without the, the, the Christmas the, without Christ- Jesus, Easter without Jesus. I'm like, what, what's up with you people? You know, we have the we celebrate the ascension. We celebrate the whole life of Christ here in Sweden, but you're not supposed to talk about Jesus. No, mm. <laughs> and and I think that was that was for me that was a real big story. Like it made me depressed sometimes mm. because um, because my in laws aren't Christian also, and we're trying to introduce here's this holiday, and I'm not supposed to say you know, I am as a Christian, but I'm not supposed to really be Christian mm-hmm. on a Christian holiday. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. weird. Yeah. Well, I think we should come back to this subject. Um, and Definitely. Yeah. You know, just like our fatherhood subject, we have to come back to more fatherhood, motherhood, sisterhood, brotherhood. Uh, Grandfatherhood. Uh, how about just living in the hood? <laughs> <laughs> Hoodlums, you know, wearing a hood. Is it a good thing or a bad thing, you know? Okay. But we should definitely do other episodes. I hope you guys like this one. Don't forget to press the like. And tell your friends about and us. And subscribe. And subscribe. And if you have questions, please Mail write to us. Mm-hmm. Mail. You got all the information there on the bottom, on the screen. And it will come soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you write to us and we'll keep talking. Yes. This is Ed Thomas and... Lin Yuan. And... Jonas Leeson. See you later at Fika for Life. Fika for Life. Life. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again. <laughs>